0: The ball literally moved into Beijing's court in April when Mao instructed Zhou Enlai to invite the U.S. table tennis team to visit the PRC. The team, in Japan competing for the world championship, met the Chinese team, and Graham Steenhoven, the manager of the American delegation, jokingly suggested that because the United States had just eased restrictions on travel to China, the U.S. team should play the Chinese team in China. The Chinese team liked the idea and contacted the Chinese Foreign Ministry and the National Commission on Sports. Initially, the two offices, backed by Zhou, said no, because as Yang Kuisong and Ya Feng Jia have written, it would not be politically advantageous for the Chinese to do so. Meanwhile, back in Japan, American player Glenn Cohen missed the team bus back to the practice center and the Chinese players offered him a lift. On the Chinese bus, three-time world champion Zhuang Zedong gave Cohen a silk scarf. The next day, Cohen gave him a red, white, and blue shirt with a peace sign and the lyrics to the Beatles song, Let It Be. The media covered both events extensively. Mao initially supported Joe's decision, but changed his mind and said that the team should be invited because it offered a very good opportunity to open relations between China and the United States. A simple game of table tennis, he contended, had become much larger in politics than it had in sport. The offer was made public on April 8th and the U.S. team, after checking with the State Department, accepted the invitation and arrived in Beijing on April 12. Joe personally oversaw the arrangements for their reception in the Forbidden City. Foreign and Chinese media, in particular television, covered the events and turned the team's trip into an international sensation. Chen Jian has noted that the Chinese television commentators' opening remarks at the matches, which emphasize that for a long time friendship has existed between the Chinese and American peoples, and that the visit by the American table tennis team will enhance such friendship, were carefully examined and revised by Zhou Enlai himself. Joe hosted the team at a reception on April 14, and to call him gracious would be an understatement. He told Steenhoven that there is an old adage in China, guests from far away are always a pleasure to meet, and said he hoped that both the Chinese and the American people will be able to pay friendly visits to each other often from now on. Steenhoven thanked him and all the Chinese people he had met for their hospitality and willingness to train the U.S. players. In closing, Joe asked the players to give the Chinese people's best wishes to the American people, for your visit has just opened the door for a friendly Sino-American relationship. Joe's translator recalled that at one point he said, I am confident that this beginning again of our friendship will certainly meet with the majority support of our two peoples. The Americans sat in respectful silence, unsure what to do or say. Joe finally asked, ''Do you agree with me?'' and the athletes burst into applause. Ping-pong diplomacy thrilled the White House. Kissinger credited it and Nixon's China policy for creating a surge in goodwill between the two countries. Because Nixon had played a hard, purposeful, controlled game of diplomacy and had not been too liberal from the start, the Chinese had been encouraged to make such a gesture. The president concurred, recalling that he had refused to recognize Beijing right off the bat because that would have given the game away without Chinese concessions. We're just going to take our own damn good time, Nixon said, and be quiet and enigmatic about further moves. Kissinger said that this willingness to wait was one of Nixon's great strengths and said that it would have been easy to leak details to the public and make a big deal about it. Instead, they had accomplished more through secret diplomacy. They also agreed that the whole China thing had given us maneuvering room with the Russians, because now we're not backed against the wall. For the first time, Nixon and Kissinger considered the idea of triangular diplomacy. The administration believed it could extract concessions from both communist giants by playing them off one another.